What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We were here all along. We've uh, just been sitting here waiting all for week. For a week. Yeah. <laughs> Patiently waiting. I'm just upstairs in my the breath. office. <laughs> yeah. I've been living off of garlic powder. God. I actually made Your dinner breath. tonight and I put garlic powder on it. Like I didn't cook it in a dinner, I just sprinkled it on. Now I got that old dirty old dirty mouth. <laughs> you got the, the old, old dirty bastard mouth, dude. It's well, I like a little garlic salt sometimes, but I guess you could just—you just got that dusty garlic. Salt. It's just there's no salt. It's just that dusty. Pot. I made a mistake because it's there. It's living in there. You gotta. You, it's the seasoning. It's yeah. I've been out of. I uh, yeah. It was a bad season. <laughs> season of the witch. <laughs> Crop saltide. Yeah, oh, it was the season of the witch. <laughs> so hey, welcome to the A is for Alcoholic podcast. If you haven't yeah. figured it out, that's where you're at. Yeah. Um, our sponsor is Green Camel Press. Green Camel Press, we bring an old school aesthetic to a digital age, uh, doing yep. hand-drawn designs, greeting cards, mm -hmm. children's books, comic books, and um, what else? So it's, it is Monday. It is recording day. And yep. Jerry and I were sitting here, and we were talking about B with benefits. B, yep. benefits. What are the benefits, benefits. of sobriety? Big what are the immediate benefits? What are the immediate benefits? What are the long-term benefits? Benefits. Right. Um, and I, I, so I was thinking about this earlier, and I, I read a bunch of lists, and you can go and you can Google it, and just if you Google benefits of sobriety, um, they will. I mean, there's there's no end to what you can find on there. So I mean, yeah. there's there's lots of resources, but I was thinking about this and i think one of the big ones or i guess the first one is when like when you had that moment of clarity you know yeah and you had this sort of realization and this epiphany and i don't think that i had like in the 20 years that i was drinking there was never any sort of life-changing epiphany there was no um you know, realization of any kind because you're just in that cyclical way of behaving and that cyclical way of thinking. And, you know, mm -hmm. we talk about it a lot that it's like you feel like you're in this spiral of hell some sometimes. Right. And right. I think that was a huge thing that it was like, oh, okay, so so something has to change. And so that that 
even in that moment of thinking, I can't, this shit has got to stop. I can't do this anymore. It was like that idea that something could change. I think in that initial instant thought, that moment of clarity, I think in some ways for me, there was some idea that something could change, that there was, there was, that I was open to something. And I think that was, that was one of the first benefits and whatever spurred that idea. I mean, all the destruction and chaos and, and awful things. Um, but I thought that would, that was kind of an interesting thought to me that that was the first thing that was like, wow, something, something good can be where yeah. as before it was not. Right. Like um, the veil dropped and you had clarity. Yeah. Which is a common theme we come back to a lot mm-hmm. in this podcast. It's, yeah, that veil dropping in clarity. I don't know if I ever had epiphanies while I was drinking. If they were, if they were, I <laughs> right. fucking forgot them if I did. Mm-hmm. And the ones I did have, I was just like, man, Triscuits are delicious. Let's cry. You know, or like, I don't know, like, or just some, it was like always a fault. They always felt false. Like they felt fake. They mm-hmm. were like fi- Fourth of July fireworks, man. It was like really flashy in the moment. And then it just doesn't last, you know? Mm-hmm. It really does. It's just that you just get the after image in your eyes and then it's gone. It's like that idea of, oh, I'm hitting this great thought, this great uh, um, tangent of thought. And it's, it's just, it's all superficial. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it felt superficial. I can't remember anything from my drinking days where I was like, oh, that's a fucking genius. I need to run with that idea and make that a reality. Or if I did have those ideas, I was like high on Coke or something. And then, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and those ideas were like, let's get some girls over here at four in the morning. And no girls want to come over at four in the morning. No, no, no. It's, I think too, when I, when I would try to write and I was drunk, I would always feel like I would have these moments of, you know, fire. And I was like, yes, I got it all. And then it would either would look at it the next day and it would be unsalvageable Right or terrible, unfinished, name it, you know, and it was always this like, boom, or, you know, the epiphany that it was like, what, you mean chicken wings and pizza? That's amazing. Whoever would have thought of that? (laughs) Fucking Elon Musk over here, fucking dinner. I mean, that's like a genius. Who was the Tesla that invented the stuffed crust pizza? Right, and so... So those, right. I think that was one of the, that's like the first, that's the eye opening benefit of things can change. Things should change. Something is, something is wrong, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And of course the physical, those things, you start to feel the physical, uh, I mean, I don't know. You, you said you went through withdrawals yeah. though, for, yeah. for a little I while. I probably should have gone to a doctor, but I, I didn't. And I would recommend if you're, you're starting sobriety to definitely go to a doctor. <laughs> yeah. If, you know, if you're a real heavy drinker, it's always good to check in with a GP or something, you know, and just mm-hmm. make sure. But yeah, I went through physical withdrawal. It fucking sucked. It fucking sucked. And what was but, on the other end of that? I wasn't going through physical withdrawal anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you also well, what weren't came out, necessarily. I mean, yeah. yeah, we got this thing going on, right? We do this thing where we talk about what it was like and what it's like now. And that's a lot of what the benefits are, right? Like what our experience was and what we experience now. And what I experienced before a recovery and sobriety was I felt like shit all the time. And then the withdrawal was something I was familiar with because every day the hangover was just a minor withdrawal that I was I was trying to fix with more booze, mm-hmm. you know. And so once I walked through that fire, I realized that like 
just physically it's a lot changed in the first like few weeks a lot changed you know like i didn't have to contend with of course the hangover which is the big obvious one you know but then like i didn't sweat through shirts anymore i had sweat through shirts man i i bought i had to go see a doctor and get medical fucking deodorant so that i wouldn't sweat through my shirts i don't sweat through my shirts anymore Wow. And even within the first few weeks, I, after I sweat it all out, I would say within the first four weeks, I wasn't like pitting out any of my shirts anymore. And I, you know, I wasn't waking up with dry heaves, you know, like all that horrible shit. But uh, I mean, and then those are all top of the skim in the top of the pond benefits, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the physical aspect of it, you know. And then after, you know, a few months, you realize like I can fucking do this, you know, like this can be done. Shit, man. Yeah. You don't wake up with a with a headache or diarrhea. Not or as or much as I used cake. to. Yeah. I mean, it happens occasionally. And then I remember, fuck, how did I live with this? You know, like if I have the flu or something or. Or I, I like ate something that didn't agree with me because even if I eat, I get migraines from eating stuff sometimes, and mm -hmm. I'm like, man, how did I live with this? This four day migraine and just like, yeah, just pooping everywhere, just making that my thing. <laughs> you know, I don't know how I lived like that. It's crazy. And so the benefits, those are those are all the top of the mm -hmm. thing, though. I mean, we get down to it, and like you said, the lists on the internet will explain all that too, as far as like physical benefits, like my liver. Like my kidneys used to hurt. I'd go to sleep at night, my kidneys ached. And I was like, ah, it's my lower back. And that was like denial because I knew deep down inside it was like my kidneys were shot. They were fucked up, you know. And my liver doesn't hurt as much. My eyes aren't yellow. Man, I had some. Yeah, I look like a raccoon. Like, <laughs> it's true. You know, like I had like yeah. little yellow eyes and like I could see the jaundice and the webs of my fingers and stuff. I could see the little, um, those little blossoms on my nose, I could see them starting to come in, the little, you know, those little tiny capillaries that start popping on your nose and stuff. I could see all that in my cheeks. I could see it all, man. And it, all that is, it's all gone. So for vanity's sake, physically, I'm beautiful now. <laughs> and uh, for physical, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be here all night. And then uh, for, you know, physicality's sake, there's so many health benefits to it. But, you know, I, um, I mean, there's so many emotional benefits to it. You know, there's so much to it. I, I think that with with the physicality and just being waking up and being able to not start your day in the deficit of a hangover. Right. Was uh -huh. huge with the to impediment. me. With the impediment mm -hmm. was huge to me in the beginning. And I felt like I was like, my God, is this what normal people feel like every day? Or am I? Yeah, do I have superpowers? Right? Yeah. You know, I, it those was like sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> like you just get to wake up and 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 everything's fine. You know, yeah. it would always be this like hours long dredge and mm -hmm. um, to get to a point where, oh, OK, I think I can handle this until uh, at least I know I'll have a drink at the end of the day. If not. Right. By the end, it was in by, the morning. By the middle of the Yeah. How many times had I made plans with you the night before when we were drinking and we were like bright and early tomorrow and then I'd call you at noon and you were just out mm -hmm. I, I couldn't even get you up or out of no. bed until like three or four and then by then whatever plan we had was just Shot. drinking yeah drinking it was just like, more drinking yeah, was, yeah. So. i was like man i thought we were gonna go to the zoo today you're not gonna <laughs> take me to the zoo and you're like there's no bar at the zoo <laughs> no they got the <laughs> there's wrong a bar kind of next bars. to a zoo yeah. yeah they do got the wrong kind of bars <laughs> at the zoo yeah um you know it, so so those those that's another one is that the time that you get the time that i have I, I can't believe how much I can get done 
in a day. I know that sounds yeah. silly. Or that weird? just time to do stuff that I want to do. All the things I said I was going to do. All the things that mm-hmm. I said that I loved that I never spent any time on because I was always drinking. Mm-hmm. And That's an interesting thought, though, right? Because we're coming from this perspective of being uh, middle-aged dudes like yes. just middle-aged people right yes and i wonder if that's indicative of our age as well as our recovery that we both probably prefer to get up earlier and do things early in the day i, I would be really interested to hear the perspective from a person who's like 25 26 going through recovery you know and and you're so used to keeping those wild hours like being up till four in the morning and shit if that if that becomes a priority for a younger person. It doesn't, I'm not saying that it doesn't have validity because it absolutely mm-hmm. has validity. I mean, getting up earlier in the day and that's like a lifestyle thing. That's a fucking awesome. It really is. It is. You know, there's not much for me to do here at night anyway. Right. Like, I have a wife and kid and they're in bed by 10 and like, I don't really feel like playing video games very much late at night. Cause I know I just got to get up early anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? Like how many times can I hold that point in overwatch? You know, until <laughs> <laughs> you know, until I'm like, all right, we've held this point like ten times, hours, yeah. days. No, that, that's a little Overwatch humor. But there yeah, for the I don't know. I don't listeners. know if anybody out there is listening is is young, is younger in early in early recovery or in recovery at all. I mean, or works? Do you work nights? Does it does it change? You know, I mean, I I suppose it change. It depends on your schedule, but right. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't see any reason why you couldn't be sober and stay up late if that was your regular thing you absolutely can yeah i think lots of people do it i think well you know there's a whole fucking rainbow of recovery mm-hmm. the recovery rainbow yes you know what I mean? yeah um, so it's all walks of life but i have it's interesting you bring that up because you and i are both pretty early risers and i'm like i was just thinking while you're talking i'm like i wonder if that's because we're dudes in our like 40s right that too you just Turned 40, or are you a little older than that? I'll be 42 this year, man. You'll be 42. Oh, so yeah. you're only a year younger than me. I'll be 43, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So it's probably a bit of both, but I certainly, even if if I were drinking today, I would I would definitely be sleeping in till the last possible second that I could. Oh, yeah. Why? You know? I, yeah, your fucking body demands that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been up all night. You're sleep deprived. You're full of... And you know me, I would, I would, I would go until one, two, and then everybody would be in bed and I would stay up and I would, you'd still be up. I'd I'd go until like four or five in the morning, even if I had to work the next day. And I tried to run that train with you a few times. (laughs) I did a bunch of times, but I remember that just John dancing by himself in his living room. Poor neighbors alone on the dance floor, man. Alone on the, which is just the kitchen. It's just the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, so you said you said emotional <laughs> emotional benefits of sobriety. There's mm-hmm. you know I think one of the reasons that I always drank was because I didn't want to feel emotions. I didn't want to feel I didn't want to feel sad. I didn't I didn't want to feel hurt. I didn't want to feel pain. I didn't want to feel depressed. Um, now of course you and I both know that alcohol doesn't really in the long term or even in the mid short term doesn't really help that. It amplifies it, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. All those negatives, you know, and mm-hmm. then amplifies it amplifies everything. But after a while, the positives start becoming less and less, you know. Yeah. And as far as feeling positive and feeling joyous. And, and it wasn't right away. You know, I was talking to somebody um, a few days ago who's very early on and asking they were asking me questions. And and I said, well, that's fine that you feel that way right now. And you probably you may not feel great for a while. Mm-hmm. But I promise you that you will. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, oh, this is what they were talking about. I'm like, yeah, Fuck, I'm all right. I'm, I'm going right. to be OK. I'm all right. Yeah, that shit doesn't last. 
that you know. but and it's also the way the chemicals work in your brain you know you're taking away something you're physically used to you're taking away that emotional crutch like my dad said tiny tim's crutch the you know crutch like in the corner yeah you're getting rid of that crutch in the corner so emotionally you're you're it's like you're going through a breakup you know like you're breaking mm-hmm. up with something that you're physically attached to you know? yeah yeah, so it's going to be difficult. And those highs and lows are going to be fucking wild at first. You know, they always will. They were really hard. I know when I had, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't sleep. And then when I did sleep, I would have dreams that I was drinking. And that was a whole mess. Oh, and damn, yeah. Wake dude. up feeling terrible and then be like, it's okay. It's all right. You didn't do anything. And, um, but now it's, when I'm upset about something or when something is making me sad or frustrated or angry i don't i don't react i don't snap like you know like a dog you know i don't i don't i don't freak out every single time and before i would either react either you know outwardly toward people um drunkenly or otherwise or internally you know whether harming myself with booze um yeah and hating myself emotionally I mean, I yeah. I hate myself for a long time. I hated myself for a long time. It wasn't even until, yeah. well, this is you know three and a half years now in in recovery, and I'm just now starting to be like, oh, it's all right, man. This is you're you're all right. <laughs> That's great to hear, man. That's yeah. awesome. You know, thank just you. Looking at you, you just walk by a mirror and look at yourself, and you're like, you're all right, man. All you're right. you're actually not that bad. Okay. You're cool, man. Right. You'll on. be all right. Yeah, you're all right. I Whereas got, before, yeah, I'd walk by a mirror and be like, fuck, fuck you, dude. You. Who the fuck are you? I don't yeah. recognize you. You know. So, yeah, that's a and <clears throat> I think you were one of the first ones to tell me too about finding contentment and trying to find that sort of mid right. level not being because you know when we drank we were all about how high can we get and inevitably as high as you get the lower you come down you you right. crash just crash <clears throat> yeah and now finding that that contentment has been something that's been like what a relief to be able to sit quietly for a minute and not have to worry over nothing. It seems to almost mirror the manic phase of like, I, I mean, I don't want to compare the two without knowing much about it, but like it almost is like the man. It's almost like being bipolar in a sense where you have your mm-hmm. manic phases and then your low phases, you know, being an active alcoholism, you have these major manic phases where everything is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So hopeful or, you know, all those emotions are so amplified. And then you have those hardcore like drops and lows and stuff. And I, it, it, within my recovery, I've I've really tried to just find that middle. Yeah. Like I'm so comfortable in the middle, man. Not too tight, not too loose. You know what I mean? <laughs> not too hot, not too cold. It's like that. that the Goldilocks. Uh, the Goldilocks, you know, that that's my life right now is contentment in the middle, man. Like. And with little rises of happiness, maybe some big shoots, but I, you know, I'm not looking for the, and sometimes some lows in those, that happens with life. Mm-hmm. It's another one of my dad's favorite, you know, Steam and play to reality. He mm-hmm. always says, man, that's like one of his go-tos. He called me the other day and he's like, yeah, I listened to the podcast I was on. I'm sorry if I talked too much and took up all your time. And I'm like, nah, dude, we loved it. <laughs> like sometimes it's great to have a third voice, especially someone who's like my dad and mm-hmm. much older than you know, much, much, much older than us because he's going to listen to this one too. <laughs> but uh, then he said, uh, you know, hey, I, you know, it, it uh, made me feel better now I can listen to your podcasts without feeling uncomfortable because I guess he had assumed that I was just on here talking shit about him or something, you know, like I'm just like, hey, listen to a half an hour of me just say bad things about my parents. Oh. But they're cool. But, yeah, but on, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, we don't do that. I, I don't, I don't know, do that. 
No, you don't do that either. Neither of us do it. It's, it's just, not really about. It's, I can't. It's not about me. It's not about therapy. It's nah, not, not necessarily. No, it's the same therapy. This is us just having a conversation. But that and also like I can't blame anybody for me. You know, like I'm mm-hmm. the one who did me. Yeah, you know, I was born and they put me on this planet and I'm grateful for it. But like I can't blame anybody but me for me. No. You know? There was a time yeah. where I was blaming other people, everybody Fuck else. Fuck yeah, that's active alcoholism. <laughs> yes. You know, like that was that period of time where it was everybody's <clears throat> fault but me. There's the other benefit too. It's now my fault. It's not anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's There's mm-hmm. no more excuses. There's no more like, well, I could have done this if it weren't for that. And oh, well, blah, blah, blah. It's always, always hoisting the blame on someone else, you know, where well, you damn well know that your priorities that was low on your priorities, whatever you wanted to achieve. Yeah, and now that I take responsibility for this stuff, most of the mm-hmm. time, I try to, right. I, I, I have the ability to change it if I don't like right. it, right? You know, rather yeah. than, oh, well, if I could, I would, but I can't because this person or that thing. And it's like, well, okay, so what do I have responsibilities for? Okay, and if I don't like that, then I change it. Right. You know? Right. Um, it's, within recovery, it's so funny, man, because I can hear <clears throat> denial. Other people be in like major denial now i don't know if that's a positive or a benefit or not a bit what's the opposite of a benefit a detriment i don't know detriment yeah so i don't know if it's a benefit or a detriment but i can hear other people's like excuses now a lot clearer because i make excuses like i'm familiar (laughs) with them i'm like oh that's my favorite song too like that's my favorite dance you're doing right now Mm -hmm. you know your bullshit radar is honed i don't call anybody on i only call them on it when it affects me personally but like uh, the rest of the time like well that you got to walk your own path and if you don't want to be on that in that goldilocks lane yeah yeah i mean yeah you can't you can't really people's people's bullshit is their own and it's really none of your business unless of course it's going to affect you yeah, then it is my business, right? HMU, if you need my opinion, hit me up. So what the young kids say, HMU, HMU? AF, dude. I thought HMU, that was, I, that was my, that's my alma mater. Um. Is it? Nah, <laughs> look at that shit, dude. Dusting that dad shit off right there. <laughs> um, oh, you know what else is great about sobriety? Um, I sleep. I like yeah, actually you actually sleep. sleep like a real person? Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. A, not always, not all the time. I still have issues with trying to put myself to bed and yeah, like getting here. to bed yeah. and like when I have mm-hmm. to wake up and when I want to wake up and but my god when I can go okay I'm going to put myself to bed and I wake up 8 hours later and you're like oh mm-hmm. I actually slept you, I didn't like fall asleep you don't pass out you fall asleep <laughs> you don't pass out on the floor wake mm-hmm. up at 3 a.m. chug a yeah. whole like half gallon of water like you know your life yeah. depended on it which your kidneys are crying out for and and I then, never used to call it waking up. I used to call it coming to. Uh, I literally did. I'd be like, oh, man, I came to this morning <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> I always go back to this backyard thing, but waking up in the backyard's a motherfucker in Arizona. No. You know? But, um, yeah, dude. Um, you know, and sleep leads to more energy, which um, mm-hmm. I know is not something anybody in early recovery really wants to hear because yeah, it, no. it takes a lot of fucking energy to, uh, <sighs> to do that. You know. It's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend who's also in recovery and we were talking about, um, you know, early recovery and what it's all about and shit and just our opinions on it. And she straight up was just like, yo, you sleep, you watch Netflix and you masturbate and that's it. That's all you should really be doing is just like sleeping, watching Netflix and masturbating. That's, you know, you'll get through it. And I was like, God damn, that's genius. I'm saying that on the podcast tomorrow. (laughs) And I did. Well, 
you know, I th- I think that is very valid. Like y- yeah. you just you have to get through it, and there's going to be a lot of times where your body is transitioning physically, mentally, emotionally. Fuck yeah, you're yeah. going through mm-hmm. this whole like cocoon state in that mm-hmm. first year, sometimes even longer. I mean, I think that we're, you know, it's like evolution. There's no, there's no, um, there's no end to evolution. There's just all these different like branches, and and you know, when you look at like what's happened over the last millions of years with species like they didn't go there's no like end where we're going to be at the apex of what we're supposed to be it's just going to be constantly changing changing a little bit better here a little bit worse here a little bit better and you know so if masturbation netflix and uh sleep is is what gets you through those first few months and however else you are uh tending to yourself then so be it man Right. Um, but the, right. the energy will, will come. I mean, that's one thing that I noticed too is, and now again, it's, and three and a half years later, it's like, I go to, I go and I work out, I get on that I get on the stationary bike. I go for a walk. I, I lift weights, not, not too heavy. I'm not like, right. I'm to not take it there. easy, man. I, I still <clears throat> take it easy. I'm up to 10 pound dumbbells and it's like a nightmare. <laughs> I do. 20s, because I started but... at seven point. See, that's yeah. fucking gangster. I can't, I'm like, I don't want to, if I did twenties, I, anyway, this is a total aberration from the conversation, but I'm still traveling down this road. I couldn't do 20. I would hurt myself. I, I, I work real slow, man, but I got the long con in here. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the long con. Well, yeah. then take your time, man. It yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, you're, you're built right. differently. You're, you're, right. you know, you are, you know, a smaller person than I am. Yeah, you're a bigger so dude than me. You're, you're sequoia, dude. You're a sequoia. I'm a little yucca, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yucca tree, I'm dude. Like, you if, got... I'm, if I'm a Sasquatch, you're like a baby satch. I'm a baby sass, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that? A little red that panda. Movie? That was a, a, a tenacious D in That's the pick right. of destiny, dude. Oh, yeah, the God. baby baby sass. Um, you know, and another thing that I was talking, texting with somebody, and they were saying, they said, hey, you know, my stomach's really been hurting, um, and this person hasn't has been alcohol free for like a month or so something like that i don't mm-hmm. know not very long and they said is that normal and i said well i don't know what your eating habits are um right now but i know that in those in that early 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 recovery i ate all kinds of fucking sugar and i did not hold back yeah yeah so mm-hmm. i would buy you know i think we talked about the klondike bars that i would buy the six packs of thinking i would just yeah. have one Oh, and then you, you were talking earlier about how you'd go to different stores and buy Dude, them, and I was, like, so, blown away. I was like, fuck, that's, yeah, that's it right there. So, but anyway. Um, you know, and so it, I don't know. I think that there's there's that. So when you think about when when I now I can make better decisions, I can make better better bad decisions about what yes. I eat, uh-huh. um, you know, and I'm watching it. So when I go, oh, well, I, can, I guess I could get a pint of uh, Ben & Jerry's, and that's 1,200 calories or I could go with the uh, with the Halo top at 280, right? Right. So but you eat the whole pint. I'll I don't eat the, eat whole, the whole pint. pint. I'll fucking yeah. so. But I was go just ahead. gonna say Sorry. is that I yeah. also found the Arctic Zero, which is like 140 calories a pint. And God I was damn! Like, oh, that's not even. That's nothing. Is it cashew milk? It's probably hard like a brick. <laughs> yeah, it's like a brick. Yeah. You got to put it in the microwave. Freezes. But my yeah. point is, is that I make you know better decisions about what I'm eating. Um, yeah. But sugar's necessary, I think, in the beginning. Yes, it really is. I even from the you know the literature from the twelve step programmer, and there's a whole thing about like eating sweets, like how it's okay. It's it's almost like it's uh, triage is the wrong word, but it's almost like first aid in those first that early mm-hmm. time, you know, because your endocrine system 
wants that sugar because beer turns into sugar whiskey and wine turn into sugar you know it's all fermented sugar yeah so your your body's like crying out for sugar so by all means eat eat in the beginning eat that ben and jerry's have a donut have a have a donut fuck a a donut up have a box of cookies i used to eat sleeves oreos uh, (laughs) i was drinking two rock stars a day man that's all sugar and caffeine those are like I don't know. There are like 200 milligrams of caffeine. I was like, would look up how much caffeine I could take before I would die. And it's like 500. And I was like up at like 450. Dude. In the beginning, I just uh-huh. drank so much fucking. And I smoked. I chain smoked and drank rock stars. And I still I drink a lot I of can't. coffee. But Do you? Yeah, I still drink coffee, but not rock stars, though. No. Woo. Now you are a no. rock star, Jerry. Now I am. Day. I'm a I'm an adult contemporary <laughs> star of sobriety. <laughs> Yes, you are. Yeah. Can I put that on a t-shirt? And don't yeah, absolutely. Just me dressed up like an old Beastie Boy right now. Nobody can see it, but I feel he like is, an old Beastie Boy. He is dressed like an old Beastie Boy. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, another Except thing, they all wear sweaters now. Sorry, I keep digressing. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll save that for our, um, our fashion episode. Yeah. What happened to the Beastie Boys? You know, like they got old. They were just on Mark Maron. It was kind of strange. Um, it was a good, good show. He's always got a good show, but they were strange. Um, I don't know how you, um, you had more money. I had more money after I quit drinking. Yeah. I, I could actually buy shit. Yeah. (laughs) I remember, (laughs) um, one of the, there was one apartment that I lived in with a friend and, um, you came over, you'd come visit us in Seattle on Nickerson street and, you were like, yo, dude, where's your trash can? And because right. we would just put That's like, so you know, funny. we would just have like the, you put the little plastic grocery bag and put it on the side of the on door, a doorknob, on a yeah. doorknob mm-hmm. on the kitchen sink, you know? And as you, I had, this facilitates all your trash needs. I mean, me, even me as another fucking degenerate alcoholic was like, yo, dude, you need a garbage can. And I remember thinking like, I can't go buy a garbage can. Like, I don't have the money for a garbage can. Who's got the money I'm for like, a garbage can? You really, I got to get in the car and drive to Fred Meyer. Really, Jerry? I got to get up and go drive oh, to Fred Meyer to go that. get a garbage can. This bag will work just fine. And then your roommate's like totally co-signing on your shit. Like the bag's fine. The bag's fine. We don't need to bring plastic into this. Yeah. We're behind jugs of Ryan wine at 7-Eleven every Dude. single night. Yeah. Which is how bars. much is a jug of fucking Carlo Rossi? I, I would this. come up with like 1200 bucks and blow through it all in like four days, dude. Like easy. 300 bucks a day. Easy. And so, but um, I was I I was thinking about you today earlier about your apartment in uh, uh, Napa, mm-hmm. and how I was always like, man, your rent is like way too high for this place because it was in Napa, and then I was like, if you're gonna be paying this much rent, you should at least get some furniture or something like, <laughs> I don't know, man, just the way you Living like you were wild in that fucking house, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, was, mm-hmm. it was a it was this this it was my ideal my alcoholic ideal Bukowski flat. Um, it was small and weird and sparse and I didn't care, you know, and that, and, and, and I think, but to that point, like now those things are important to me as far as having money right. in the bank and having a trash can and more than that, yeah. being able to, so glad you got one, <laughs> being able to play the car note and, um, you know, be able to go out to dinner when you want or right. stuff like that or whatever it is, get your kid mm-hmm. something nice. For her right. birthday, and those things would be. I mean, I'm sure that you still handled your business, but your child was very, very young when you 
I mean, I got sober when she was four, yeah. and now she's eight. Yeah. So she, you know, she demands quite a bit more in a different way. <laughs> but I mean, the, the things have, got more complex. You have the money yeah. and the resources to be able to yes. to handle those things, whereas. Four years we had ago. a difficult time with it four years ago. Yeah, I depended on my family a lot. Yeah. I depended on we both depended on our families a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only so much that my wife could do to kind of try to keep us afloat financially, and uh, it was hard for me to find work. And also, I wasn't willing to work. I just wanted to feel sorry for myself and get fucked up. You know, like that was much more appealing to me than actually going out and doing. I don't mean tattoos. to laugh. I just know. No, that's... it's funny because it's an absolute reality. And it's I laugh at it, too, because I'll look. I don't even feel sad. I mean, I've there, I definitely have regrets, but I look back on it and I just got to laugh, too, because I'm like, you silly fucking bitch, dude. Like, let it go. Like, all you had to do was let go of that one thing. And then everything would start eventually falling into the place it needed to be in, you know. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, we both we both have more. I mean, we're not rich. Hey, you got some nice dress shirts behind you. I can see. Yeah, no, yeah. I've got, I've got I, I Van mean, Housen. You know, you got some nice dress shirts. That's a nice Van Housen. I mean, I'm there, not man. above going to. Uh, I I went to the uh, outlet store and got myself a Bam. couple of nice exactly. buttons up. Buttons up. Yeah. Button ups. Button ups. Um. So yeah, there's. It's just a matter of having cash to be able to do things that you want and mm-hmm. not feeling this. This terrifying like am i going to make rent this month i mean <sighs> man that's that you know that still may be a reality for you know and there's one thing that they, they say in some of the literature that you and i prescribe to and there's one where it says the fear of economic insecurity will leave you and Word. um and i was like but. yeah and i said but yeah yeah i think you know what i'm yeah. gonna say um that doesn't always mean that economic insecurity is going to leave you. It's just the fear that the will leave fear you. of it. Yeah. I mean, you're, you will probably be broke a lot. I mean, this is America. We're broke a lot. I mean, so, but I found that to be absolutely a hundred percent true. Even when I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to get a job. I'm going to have to get a job. Okay. I'm going to find it. That's fine. That's fine. No big deal. You've handled mm-hmm. this before you can handle it again. So, yeah. um, yeah. So it's, uh, it 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 goes away. It goes away. Yeah. Even if I'm not, I'm not. Well, I'm just saying is the money you spend on alcohol too. One, I thought like, holy shit, my bank account Ooh. is doubled. Yeah. And now during those moments where I was concerned about where I am concerned about money, I'm not, I'm not crippled with fear over it. Right. And I know we no longer have to make an allowance for the day as far as mm-hmm. like, oh, I need this. If I'm going out tonight, I need this 60 to $100 to go out tonight. Now, if I'm going home and maintaining my fucking buzz, my drunk at home, I need at least 13 bucks for the cheapest whiskey mm-hmm. I can buy. And then I smoked. So, of course, that's another eight to depending on where you're at in the country, eight to 15 bucks for a pack of cigarettes, you know, mm-hmm. unless you live over by the reservation in Arizona, then it's five, but still, you know. So what you're saying is a minimum of $21 a day. At least. And then, you know, you do all the math on that. That's a lot of money. But you know what? I always dislike that argument though when people would tell me if you didn't smoke, you would have saved this much money and you could have bought a fucking Porsche or whatever. And I'm always like, you don't smoke. Where's your Porsche? Bam. Maybe it's in the real bank. talk. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it's in the garage that day. <laughs> that's that's but, another t-shirt. But it's I true though. You it's the, smoke, the, where's your you Porsche? just prioritize. Yeah. The, you just prioritize where it goes now, you know, financially. I, I hear people, you know, in the, in the rooms, in the meetings say, well, I had all this stuff. I had everything. And then I lost it all. Cause I had the cars, the house, the blah, blah, blah. And I lost it all. I lost it all. And I just never had anything. I didn't have shit. And I lost 
the shit I had, you know, but that being said, I don't really have, I don't have much now. I have enough that we're happy. We're content, you know, yeah, I've been to so your for place. Me, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. comfortable. But, but the idea for, for me in, in recovery is not to acquire more physical things, but just to, yeah, to find <clears throat> that middle ground and mm-hmm. be able to hit the Van Housen store, the fucking outlet <laughs> mall, get to. that, get that good garlic powder, but not, not, not know? to dwell on the, the material things, which brings me yeah. to my next point about making, um, you know, deeper connections with people. I was going to ask you. Ah, yeah, man. What, were you, what was your mm-hmm. relationship like with your wife in 2014 versus 2018? It was tenuous, man. I mean, we were on the verge of getting divorced at yeah. this point. I was in Oregon working, and she was in Arizona working, and and uh, I, I, we would talk at least once a day, if not <clears throat> multiple times a day. And I would say, if I talked to her five times, four of those times were like knockdown, drag out fights. Like just, you know, and, and now I feel like we have this deeper rapport with each other. We're friends again. Well, we're beyond friends now. Like we're homies. We have each other's back, but we, we get each other's humor now. And I realize all those things that were appealing to me about her and that I found like to be uh, magnetizing about her back again. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just my perception of it. It was probably always there. I just my, whereas I held huge, huge resentments. Those are gone now. And it's much easier to let those resentments go. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm not obsessing over it, right? Because and being an alcoholic is an it's obsessive. You're compelled to be obsessed with something. So then, on top of that, you're obsessed with emotions. You're obsessed with ideas. You're obsessed with resentments. On top of the booze, you know, because you're already obsessed with booze. Mm-hmm. You know, so why would the mind not want to be obsessed with all those other things and other people's thoughts things? and other people's... and other people's thoughts and their ideas about you and what they're doing to you and what they're saying about you? And, <laughs> There's a lot of you know, paranoia too. There is. And I just, you know what, man, I just don't feel that. I feel that obsession over positive things now, you know, like making art or mm-hmm. even doing this podcast or making sure that we put out something that's good. You know, yeah. those ideas are the ones that. By make, the way, I, I saw about. that piece you did of that um, old boy movie. Yeah. That was great. Thanks. Yeah. If you yeah. guys are looking for some cool art, you should go check out Jerry's Instagram page, too. Yeah, I think it's what? Jerry Wagner Jr. at Instagram.com. Mm-hmm. I don't even think there's any fancy. <clears throat> it's just all Jerry Wagner Jr. <clears throat> Instagram.com. I'm working on the There Will Be Blood one right now. That's awesome. I drink your milkshake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better drink that milkshake. Um, And then one that you mentioned, too, before. I And yeah, as, as far as deeper connections, too, I mean, I, I'm in a relationship that I've been in for... <clears throat> three plus years now that would not have existed otherwise if i no. had if i had been yeah. drinking it, there there it never would have even began there would have been no way for it to happen and i'm so i'm so fucking grateful to be able to like be real and be straight up and yeah. like share my feelings and not feel like somebody like i'm in a relationship where somebody's trying to get something over on me or right. they don't understand me or right that's or, the big one right right yeah <clears throat> or yeah. if they don't understand if i just i need this drink they don't understand they don't mm-hmm. understand and now when there's a misunderstanding we go okay what's the misunderstanding and then we try and find an understanding you know that's the next step like right. i guess like adults i don't know <laughs> yeah just like the ability to be able to look at someone else and be like you know what i fucked up there that was my bad like mm-hmm. i totally even when I'm being selfish, like if I'm upset about something because it's getting in the way of me doing shit I want to do, mm-hmm. like I'll get upset and snap on it, which I need to like learn how not to do that, but I'll still do it. And then I'll stop and go, you know what? 
I'm fucking mad because I want to do something and your your actions are keeping me from doing the thing I really want to do. And I need to eat that up and realize that what I want to do isn't important. You know, like it doesn't have um, a priority here. Like what needs to be happening is what you need to be happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've literally looked at my wife and been like, I got pissed at you because I wanted to play fucking video games and you wanted to watch a TV show and you've been waiting to watch this TV show all day, but I really wanted to play video games. That's why I was mad. <laughs> and I can literally say that now, verbalize mm-hmm. that and be like, I was fucking totally wrong. <laughs> like I fucked up. Go ahead and do your shit. I, I'm an adult. I can figure something out. You, know? you guys need to get another TV. <laughs> we we have one upstairs oh, okay. in the office, but it sucks, dude. So you know it's but, but you're right. No, I'm just, I'm I'm just. My point is, is that you know discussions, arguments don't have to be arguments. They can be discussions, and you know you can take. Again, we talked about responsibility. You can take your responsibility, and you, yeah. Then you, that gives you the power to change the situation. Mm-hmm. So the urgency is not as urgent mm-hmm. no, nowadays. It is yeah. not. Yeah. Um. And you touched on this earlier too. Um. My complexion, my skin is much better than when I was drinking. Yeah. Um, you know, you talked about the gin blossoms and the uh, or the rosacea and the uh-huh. the blood vessels, but rosacea, like, that's the word. That, yeah. yeah. But I used to always be, I mean, I would get instantly sometimes when I would drink too much and my body would not be able to process it, my skin would get immediately red and blotchy. Yeah, and then, I remember that. But mm-hmm. even the next day I would like I would be pale. Um, either, or I would be dry heaving to the point where I would blow out all the blood vessels underneath my eyes. And so right. I would have these two black eyes for, I don't like remember that two or three damn. days. It was so, yeah, there was a lot of, um, uh, bad you just get shit. that crazy elbow too. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't had that crazy elbow. No, thing I haven't. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a gout thing or like what I used to get gout all the time too. Yeah. I used to have gout and I'm like, dude, you're fucking 33 years old. You shouldn't be getting gout. Like that's. That Ben Franklin had gout. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, all these things, those are, those are more of the physical maladies, but, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with gout anymore or whatever that fucking flabby elbow. I don't, it was like a weird swollen bar elbow. I don't know. Anyway, we don't have to get in too deep into it, but I remember being like, yo, your elbow's fucked up. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Jerry, it's thanks fine. for pointing it out, man. It's fine. Leave me alone. I'll be all right. long, it would be hot out. And I didn't want to put a long sleeve shirt on. Right. I was like, I thought I was among friends. Nobody would make fun of my elbow. And I was like, oh no, I was oh, going to judge everybody. you immediately. <laughs> my fucking alcoholism was running rampant. Um, what about when people say, oh, I can't have any more fun if I'm not going to drink? Life's Pro- not fun I mean, anymore. I was going to say probably not, but that's not true, though. I mean, it's just... I mean, you've, you've been to sober dances. You've been to... Yeah, I had a blast, dude. Those, those fucking alcoholic, sober alcoholic dances are dope, dude. Those people are fucking crazy. <laughs> They're awesome. They have a good time. There's a community there within recovery, and it doesn't have... You don't have... It doesn't have to be this corny thing. I think that's what people worry about is, oh, going into sobriety and recovery, it's all fucking corny Jesus freaks and shit, and... Man, I don't even believe in Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, anyway, yeah, that's a deeper one. That'll be our next letter, <laughs> yes. right? Like, doesn't believe in Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> well, I think it but the, it's not it's not important about what you believe in, other than not drinking. Well, and the fun thing is is fucking bullshit. That's denial. That's that's mm-hmm. the denial I see with people because that's your brain. That's the addict, the addicted part of your brain telling you that you need the booze to be able to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Whereas if you sit down and walk back from it and look at it on a timeline, you know, if you had three feet and that three feet, you know, was your night, an inch and a half of that shit would be fun 
and the other, you know, two and mm-hmm. so many feet would be fucking blackout assholeness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or I do. just fucking just, so you would literally have just this short period of fun. You would end up paying eight hours for it, you know, for like hour and a half of what you considered fun when everybody else around you is like, Oh, this dude's embarrassing, you know? Yeah. Or they're yeah. all fucked up with you on that train. You end up fist fighting in the parking lot or something. Something. Dude, it's just, I don't know. Your perception of fun changes after a while, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and I, I feel like the things that I find fun now, I certainly think they wouldn't be because they wouldn't be able to include alcohol anyway. There wouldn't be a bar at the zoo. You know, to right. use your your metaphor, there's a bar the, next to the zoo, and the zoo is its own its own you know kind of depressing situation. But whatever the outing might be, if it didn't have, if it, I don't want to get into that, but I just want to stay on track here. Is that whatever it was, if it didn't involve alcohol, then it wouldn't be able to be fun. Or if we could, if we had to go do it for too long and get in between drinks, it wouldn't be any fun. And now right. those things, I don't have. Now I'm not tethered to the bar stool. I'm not tethered to the hours of the liquor store. I'm not tethered to whether or not, you know, we can pull over so I can, you know, drink those, um, those Bud Light Micheladas, you know, those Bud Light limes that I, that I got from that party I was at and put in the trunk in between wine tastings. I'm not tethered to whether or not I can drive my car or need to grab an Uber or any of those things now. So the stuff that's actually fun can just be fun. It's this idea that it's part of the glamour. It's the idea that they sell you mm-hmm. in the media and stuff and commercials and shit. When they try to sell you booze, they sell you that booze is fun. Then there's that euphoria of being able to drop your inhibitions, which in the early days is really prevalent. It's real big. It overwhelms everything. But then over time as it becomes a habit and then becomes an addiction, mm-hmm. it's beyond the fact of dropping your inhibitions and it's fucking spring break and you're throwing the biggest party of the year at your mom's house or whatever. It That priority's gone once you're in the later stages where you're like, fuck, I have a problem, I'm an alcoholic. Like all that fun shit is gone. Mm-hmm. You don't have fun like that anymore. Your fun is sitting there chain smoking, hoping not to fall asleep on the couch with a lit cigarette. You know what I'm saying? Like having to drag all the, the recycle is too much and you, you're embarrassed by that, the recycle. How bin. the fuck is that fun? You know, no. like, but, but that's the denial of it. That kind of, it doesn't make me upset. It just makes me go like, really, man, you really got to take 20 steps back and really look at what it is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because man, there ain't no, what you're, if, if, if you're really sitting there going, man, I have a problem. You're probably not having fun. No, most definitely not having fun. If you're like, wow, <laughs> this is a big deal. This is really, I can't manage my life anymore. Well, yeah, well, you'll be able to have fun again. Quit drinking. You'll have a ton of fun. You really literally will. I, I, I know it came off as sarcastic, the tone of my voice. I'm like, yeah, quit drinking. It'll be a fucking blast. But I've had way more fun. I, I honestly feel like I've had more fun. Yeah, we sobriety. we got to do that. I mean, I never would have been able to come up and see you and go to that show that we did. Right. And- that was awesome. And right. and the weird hot tub. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that weird. It was just us forcing in a hot tub in the middle of the day, which usually when I was in a hot tub with you, I was probably pretty shit-faced. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, at that point, I was just like, who wants to see it? You know, nobody wants to see <laughs> nobody. it. Nobody. No. But it was awesome. It was it was a good yeah, time. Yeah, it was. And the only thing that was weird about the hot tub, it was in this weird hotel, and it was it was like just. in a glass room. Yeah, it was It was just, it, it, was, it was old. That's, I think, what made it so strange. Well, but, yeah, uh, that and just – I have always been weird about sitting in a hot tub with another couple because I'm like, are we going to swing now or what? Because I'm not really ready to take that step. Like, we're friends. 
Uh, we're not swinging friends. We're just uh, friends. We're friends. Just friends. Like, we're sober friends. So, not swinging friends. Yes. So there's so there's lots of fun to be had. Yes. And um, also, our idea of fun. Once again, I have to put out the 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 caveat that our idea of fun is that we're also middle aged dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, but even as a young person in recovery, you can find it, and it may not even be with other people in recovery. It may be things that you want to pursue on your own time that you finally have the time and the physical ability to do. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and even yeah. I think stuff like going to concerts and being able to stay the whole night and enjoy and remember those things and to fucking dance without falling down. Mm hmm. I still dance at concerts. I really do. I bust out the dad moves, dude. I dust them off. Dust I don't mind. Off. Fuck it, man. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many more and I'm sure that we will we will circle back on this topic again and again and again yeah but and feel free to send us some on instagram or whatever or mm-hmm. you know, through our email do you get stuff do you get input sometimes i from get people? from people on instagram mm-hmm. but you know we're also you know a is for al- alcoholic at gmail.com if you want to write us a letter um yeah let us know the benefits in your life man well, that I'll, would be I'll awesome discuss it yeah if we get something we can open up a show and be like hey last previously on a is for alcoholic <laughs> and you'd be like yeah this person told me this is these are their benefits to it. You know, it'd be very interesting to hear. You know, have a yeah. You can still, and again, just to uh, and also um, that we. What am I trying to say here? Basically, that you can still go to the party, man. But you just gotta you gotta get used to leaving a little bit early. That's it. <laughs> you can go to the party. Just gotta get used to leaving a little bit earlier. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>